I'm recording. All right, so we're going to be checking the levels here. This is the special Patreon pre-show for you uh, Patreon subscribers. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Uh, we're going to be doing the Cannonball Show with Steve Brown. Looking Steve's forward. here with us right now. Yeah. yeah, Thank you for having me. Yeah, not a problem. So uh, as part of the Patreon pre-show, we kind of run through what we've been doing. Uh, but I think I, maybe we kind of alluded to this on the regular show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I walked up, Cars and Coffee, the, the sweatiest, hottest Cars and Coffee I've ever been to in my life. And Matt Carter's it, sweat is glistening off his forehead because yeah. you know, he shaves his head. Sure, and it was epic. And he's talking to you in this brown truck. And I look and I see the tank in the back. I'm like, "What's that?" And I see the cannonball <laughs> plaques sitting in front. What's that? Well, I'm gonna, I meander. I like got like closer and closer. I kept moving myself into earshot of this conversation. I'm like, "Hey, this sounds really cool." So. It actually worked out pretty cool because then you were uh, willing to. I mean, you've talked to a lot of people. I noticed at Friday Night Lights the night, you you'll tell everybody the whole story. I, I've I've really been surprised how many people take interest in it. And yeah. um, when I, I went to Friday Night Lights the first time, there, there weren't any decals on the truck. It just had the tank in it. Oh, really? Okay. And and it really kind of felt foolish. I'm sitting, you know, on the main drag in this brown pickup truck, and people <laughs> wonder oh, what's going on there. And then. You know, once you you give them some kind of indicator, whether it's the decals that are on the rear windows that talk about the record, or you know the uh, a Benwicky sign out front, people will key in on that. And then I've I've really been surprised how many people are interested and and have questions and and want to talk about it. Yeah, and I the one thing I thought was cool was a lot of younger guys. Yeah, I thought it'd be a bunch of geezers like myself. You know, but For, it's, you men of talk- a certain age. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. you were talking to some really young guys the other day when I was there. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, it, there seems to be two camps, and only the three times I've taken the truck out, um, it, it's either older people who remember the movie, yeah. of course, or, or the '70s and reading about it, or it's younger people who are watching Vinwicky type content yeah. on YouTube. So there, there's kind of not many in the middle, but you get those two groups that seem to show an interest. Yeah. Well, how much of a social presence, uh, a social media presence, does this have uh, as far as? Uh, like a genre of motorsports, it, it seems like collectively every a couple of years something will pop up in a news feed. It's like, oh, that's neat. Oh, that's cool. That's a neat ride they did that yeah. with Cannonball Run. I remember that. And then mm-hmm. it goes away. I mean, is there a group yeah. of people that is just uh, like a, a culture or a group or something like that that follows this stuff? Yeah, I mean, I think it's you don't find a lot um, broadly on social media. Um, it seems to be a niche interest, but the the people that do take an interest in this have a lot of passion for it, um, and not just in the concept of driving fast across country, but mm-hmm. the the entire Brockgate story and the origin story of how this came about. Um, it, when you really get into serious discussions about it, there's a lot of I, I would call them private groups. Um, that you're invited to, because a lot of people don't want to talk publicly about their efforts mm, okay. um, with this. But relative to general fandom, it's it seems to be more of a pop culture reference. People know the movie, they understand the concept, but a lot of people just aren't aware that these kind of tribute events continue today. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, the movie has legs, which is killed. I mean, we talked about the movie on the Christmas episode, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, it's what year is that? 80, 81, 81, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, Cannonball Run 2 sucks. It's and awful. I it's unwatchable. I, yeah, it's, <laughs> I think I've tried to watch it. You shut it off every week. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's I want to start. I'm like, yeah, I want to watch this. And I was like, oh, it's so bad. Yeah. And I think there was a gumball movie. And uh, 
you know, there's been some other rat race and just stupid yeah. movies, but none of them really captured. The first movie really stole a lot of its yeah. ideas from the actual race, right? A lot of people don't know that, but I, I learned this as, as I got involved. But while it's completely farcical and a, yeah. a good, fun time for a show, um, a lot of it's based on fact. There really was a Transcon medevac ambulance. Yeah, that, that no, there's pictures of it. It's pretty cool. The, the story of, you know, the young lady in the back is a senator's daughter who can't fly because of, I don't know, embolisms or something. <laughs> right. And that Seriously? was a real, oh, yeah, really? that was absolutely okay. true. And even the, the flying <laughs> no fathers, the, the priest, um, some guys <laughs> dressed up as priests and then, you know, their stick was they were driving them on senior's car across yeah. country, nice. you know, and so a lot of that stuff was actually based off of something that actually happened. That's hilarious. Yeah. That I, I mean, I've seen pictures of the ambulance, but that's mm-hmm. about the extent I've read into it. Yeah. Which is pretty killer, by the way. Yeah. would love to recreate that. But yeah, absolutely. it's the greatest scam of cannibal time. <laughs> it is perfect. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, shoot. All right. So uh, we got on the show, we got our regular stuff. I got a great little write-up for Daryl. I even wrote one up for Steve Brown here. I see uh, that. Yeah. Nice work. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I, it, the one thing I really enjoy, I, I'm Dan Gurney is mm-hmm. like this this ghost like I, mythical I, creature I, he is yeah. becoming more and more mythical as i as i do more of these shows and we start like looking into racing stuff yeah. you know and and uh even you know lamon stuff watching that movie i'm like oh let me do some research Look, there's Dan Gurney. He's kicking ass over there before, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. And now, oh, it's Cannibal Run. There's Dan Gurney kicking ass. Yeah. It's crazy. Dan Gurney's it's, been everywhere. It, it's interesting because if you if you kind of read through the Cannonball history, you know, Brock Yates, his his whole point was that in, in protest of the 55-mile-an-hour national speed limit was that capable drivers in capable cars mm-hmm. could travel across the country, similar to the Audubon. And so, in especially in the 70s, when the true cannonball events ran, he recruited a lot of race car drivers, professional drivers, oh, really? to demonstrate that you could do this safely. <laughs> so, so it's interesting. It's, it's not surprising when you know that, that, that Dan would be yeah. in that event. Yeah. Well, and I, I love the, the famous quote, you know, we, we swear we didn't go over 175 <laughs> right. miles an hour that's at right. a given point. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's an interesting piece of trivia though. A lot of people, the younger enthusiasts won't yeah. remember that, but you talk to anybody, I mean my dad remembers like, oh, in the 70s when they dropped the speed limit, mm-hmm. you know, for fuel efficiency all that, everybody went out and bought CB radios. Everybody yes. started watching for where the police were and mm-hmm. smoky and True. the overpasses. Yeah. Yeah. And that was that was a huge thing and everybody seemed to kind of collectively help each other out. The truckers would help the cars. Yes. You know, be like, "Hey, you know, <laughs> break break one nine blah 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 yeah and nowadays it seems it's very every person's individual every man for himself kind of thing mm-hmm. um i did notice on your rig you got what looks to be a cb antenna is that a cb yeah. or yeah okay. so i've got a a combination unit it's a, a unit in bearcat 885 so it's a cb radio and a gps enabled police scanner awesome so it monitors both okay. so i can monitor both off of one radio that's why i chose it to kind of cut down on space is there any traffic on a cb now there surprisingly there's some um not as much truck drivers have really gone to cell phones and and they're chatting you know as they're going along um there's some but it's hit or miss um even on my run in major cities i picked up some traffic but on the overnight legs and when you got out in the middle of nowhere there was really hardly any traffic yeah yeah. Interesting, though. Interesting how technology's evolved. It, it has, <laughs> especially in, in cannonballing, because every time you see that record move, our observation in the community has really been that it's due to technology. You know, it's just easier to get access to sure. or more things that, that help you along in that mm-hmm. process. So I, I posted the picture of that Daytona that uh, Gurney drove. That thing 
beautiful. Tiny, but oh, it's yeah. beautiful. But imagine sitting in that car for thirty-five hours. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Oh, dude! Imagine just sitting in the upholstery. That has to be uncomfortable. Just wow. sitting in it for an hour. <laughs> now, yeah. now imagine yeah. racing across the country. Of course, he didn't have no. to wear a helmet, so to him, it probably felt like a luxury car, right? <laughs> True. Yeah. Well, and some of them too. It's funny to go through, and like one of them was like a '72 Cadillac Fleetwood mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Like, okay, I could see yeah. coast to coast something like that, or coast yeah. to coast and something like yeah. your rig. But yeah, yeah, like a Ferrari uh, Daytona. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think you'd be in pretty bad shape by the time you got to the West Coast. Now, um, I, you know, I just threw a thing out here about Ed Bully, and I don't know a whole lot about him, but I know he's kind of famous in the circles. So maybe you can you can talk a little bit about you know who he is as far as sure. as far as the accreditation of this whole thing and everything. Yeah. And then I did a, a Google search, just trying to figure out the route you took, and I found a guy on a motorcycle that had blogged the whole thing. And showed his gas stops and everything mm-hmm. like that. So I'm assuming this is the similar route that you took that's on yeah. this map. Yeah, it is. So the the transcontinental route, so from uh, Jacksonville, Florida to San Diego, California, is the shortest mileage mm-hmm. across the continental United States. So that route's accurate. It's basically I-10 out of Jacksonville. And then when it picks up I-8 to go south to San Diego versus Los Angeles, mm-hmm. it's a two-interstate run. So it goes directly across the country. Wow. It just meets there in uh, in Texas? Or where does it connect? I'm trying to remember because it's a little bit of a blur. I believe it's in either <laughs> New Mexico or Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And uh, I just remember at that point paying a lot of attention. Don't miss your turn. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I-10 will continue north and go up to Los Angeles, and then 8 drops off and goes directly right along the Mexican border to San Diego. Gotcha. Okay. Wow. All right. Uh, and then we got the regular questions. We'll get into all that. The route, the the southern route is the I think the 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 question that is going to loom mm-hmm. on this whole thing because I guess should we even call it cannonball? Is it really cannonball or it's the the, the specific answer is it is not the cannonball record. Yeah, okay. cannonball is exclusively the New York to okay. LA route. Okay, that makes sense. Um, which you would call it is a cannonball affiliated event. Okay. It's a tribute event. It's in the spirit of transcontinental is it racing. Coast to coast, or is it the transcontinental? I mean, what it is- gets a couple of different names. The ones and and how I had to pick the decals for the truck transcontinental in that community resonates with them. When we say transcontinental, okay. they know they it's, know it's, it's Florida. Okay, some people call it the old Spanish trail route um for a while people would call it the southern route but what's evolved in the actual new york to la runs is there's about three different routes you can take a northern route goes over the rockies a southern route is more traditional down through oklahoma so transcontinental resonates more because if you just say southern route people might confuse it with the cannonball southern route versus the northern route yeah i've read some articles and they were talking about uh, i think the guy that i read about the guy doing the the 2904 Mm -hmm. and he'd taken the northern route and he regretted it like instantly because yeah uh it looked shorter by 50 miles maybe or not even that much it's technically when i looked at it last if i'm remembering correctly it's longer um by just uh, like 10 or 20 miles is it faster the benefit is yeah you go through nebraska Okay. Is you get a lot longer gotcha. oh, yeah. straight runs at higher speed yeah. and less cities that you go through. The problem is the Rockies. Yeah. So you're hit or miss almost even in the summer on yeah. whether you're going to get bad weather on one side of the Rockies. So yeah. it's a gamble. I, I uh, when it last, well, Maybe it was two years ago, I drove out to Vegas to start. Uh, we were doing a trail out by mm-hmm. Vegas. And uh, I put my tires at 50 PSI in my truck. Yeah. And I come right out of the tunnel out there on 80, and I'm in snow. 
you yeah. know, and I'm here. I am with overinflated tires in my truck and <laughs> yeah. two wheel drive, and I swear to God, I thought I was going to die right there. I threw it into four by four. I slowed down to like forty miles an hour. But yeah. if I wasn't just cl- clutching that Rough. wheel for my dear life, you don't know what you're going to yeah. get on the other side of any of those those walls. No, I know. And I had a similar story because that's how I came home yeah. to Peoria. Um, I went to Los Angeles. And to pay my respects at the Portofino Inn, which yeah. is the traditional yeah, endpoint for the Cannonball Route. And so I came back through Las Vegas and over. So now I'm in a two-wheel drive truck with overinflated <laughs> tires. Mm-hmm. And now it's empty in the back with no weight because yeah. I burned all the gas out of right. it. And I had a similar sketchy mm. experience mm. crossing the Rockies with it. I was like, holy shit, these chains might be needed, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I love these questions. Are you generally lucky? That was a good one to add on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, some people are. Some people are, you know, you hear horror stories of, you know, people getting pulled over, getting tickets for five over in this town or this sure, or that. And there's other sure. people that, you know, I had a friend of mine who would get pulled over all the time. And I'd be with him. And I'd, whatever he said, wh- however he looked or whatever, it's just like, oh, okay. He, we got pulled over on 94 one time <laughs> in stay? Milwaukee. Yeah. He clocked him on the brakes at 107 <laughs> in this little Ford Ranger with stuff. Yeah. And a uh, state trooper pulls him over, and he's just, no. Where are you going? Oh, I'm going to a junkyard and then to Culver's. You know, no big deal. He's like, okay, we'll just slow it down here. There's a lot of traffic. And that was it. Wow. And I'm like, I remember as a teenager, every time I got pulled over, just, here's a ticket. Let this be a lesson to you. Let this be a lesson to you. <laughs> yeah. And other people, they are lucky, I think. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I, I got out of but I can, I'm from a small town, and they always knew my parents, or they knew who I was. And yeah. like, but I see you doing that again. I'm telling your parents. I'm like, okay, I won't do it again. Of course, you know, an hour later. Yeah, right. Yeah. Not doing it again. So. Yeah. Six months later. <laughs> not even that long. <laughs> um, yeah, the vehicle will be a great topic, too. I, um, You know, like you were talking about the New York route, it would be impossible to touch yeah. those records with the truck. Well, now, especially yeah. after Fred Ashmore yeah. set that record, he he was just phenomenal. I mean, in the sense of, you know, his average speed was 108. Um, if you, but your his, average speed was like 98, wasn't it? It um, no, mine was uh, 91 okay. until I hit the Laguna Mountains, and then I had to slow down because it was dark and raining, which uh, dropped my overall moving average to 88.8. Okay, um, but what a lot of people don't understand is if you think about the math over that kind of distance. So for Fred to average 108, you know, his story goes that the speed limiter on that Mustang was 159. Okay. He thinks he ran for about five hours over that trip pegged. Wow. Got just on it. You know, so yeah. you get, and, and it's funny because I, I, I was obsessing over the Garmin at the time, just how much it takes to move that number. Once you get about three quarters through, and you've got 2,000 miles under your yeah. belt. Yeah. It, you can't just go drive really fast for 15 minutes and move that number. It really starts to lock. Well, so, sure. I was I was driving back from Michigan Saturday, Saturday night or whatever because we were going to the beach. And so my GPS is saying, oh, you'll be home at 920. Well, as I get closer to Bloomington, I'm like doing 80 miles. I'm like, all right, I'm going to take a couple minutes off this. It's impossible. No, yeah. You can't do it. Yeah, you know, you had, you had to do that an hour ago. In That's order right. To start, yeah, so the yeah. closer you get, yeah, you're screwed. Yeah, you, it's, it's almost it's, the same. Me coming back from Michigan, him doing the cannonball. Yeah, very exactly. similar. Very similar. I yeah. was thinking that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Car full of family. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I, I, the the summary of the trip too. I mean, you said a couple times like how things are kind of a blur just because it's it's a stressful buildup, and then when you're doing it, you're probably in the zone. Yeah. But there's probably some things you remember from the road. We'll, we'll get into that in the Absolutely. show. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, there, there's some things that really stood out. Okay. That was surprising. 
Especially when you did it too, because you're, I mean, all hours of the night. I mean, that's when the fun stuff happens, right? Yeah. Did you see yeah. any UFOs or anything? I did not. Um, I, thank God. Um, I think in the last hour of the drive, when it was dark and I was crossing the mountains, that was probably the best chance. I would have yeah. believed anything right. that, that yeah. came across the windshield the as desert. being true. Yeah. Art Bell style. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to take a quick picture for the uh, social media here, too. Sure. Oh, I need to pull up what people's uh, choices were for cars. We can talk about that right now, too. Uh, oh, for Cars of the Week? No, for their, their choice for the Cannonball. Cannonball. Oh, Cannonball, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do a little social. Uh, let's turn it around. I can scoot forward or back or wherever you need. Perfect. Uh, yeah, let's pull that up real quick. Well, guys, so what I did, dear listeners, um, I posted on Facebook earlier. I said, "What would be your choice of car if you were going to be in the, uh, if you're on a cannonball?" And uh, you know, Mike Lane actually, his CTS, mm-hmm. CTS probably would be a great choice. I could see that. Yeah, I, I could. That car, I could. You could go balls out in that car and still be comfortable the whole way. Yeah. Plus, you get it in black, kind of dress it down. Still got to debadge it a little bit. Look like the Batmobile yeah. flying past people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It just looks like, you know, Grandpa's Cadillac, but it's got a supercharged LS <laughs> motor right. in it. That's right. Did, did you do any taillight tricks or anything like that? I didn't. I mean, a, a big old man brown pickup truck going down the interstate was kind of enough cover, <laughs> leave it. you know, for yeah. that. Because um, you knew it was going to be a truck. Um, but it's it's interesting. If you hear about Arnie Toman and uh, Doug Tabbitt, they took that Mercedes and did some debadging and kind of covered part of the taillights. It, it looked like a Honda Accord. Because that was behind. an E63 AMG with yes. all kinds of work done, like yes. 800 horse, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you yeah. probably have to debadge it. And, and Oh, yeah. But yeah. it's great because they're right. When you take the Mercedes badge off the back, it, you can't tell what the hell that car is. No. And, yeah. and, so, and what's a big risk in these things is, believe it or not, people will snitch on you. Like, and you could hear it on the police scanner. People will call. No on kidding. people. Yeah, they will. And so the benefit you get is that if if you get a call in that scenario, it's white sedan traveling west on I eighty. Well, Good that's luck, a bunch of them. You know, yeah. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So some of the selections were uh, Mark, Mark Way, who's been a long time listener. I don't think he's on Patreon. He says a retired Dodge Charger police car. Well, that's the twenty nine hundred four one I read. That guy did a Crown Vic or something, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. They're they're relatively popular, and yeah. Arnie Toman is kind of the master. Of that, and he set a twenty nine oh four record, if I remember correctly. With yeah, the he. I mean, he was trying to get the cannonball mm-hmm. record. He was trying. Yeah, he was trying to parlay that. Absolutely. Into an yeah, yeah. I mean, because technically there are no rules, right? I mean, that's you, right. But yeah. I mean, as long as you documented. That's right, and that's a big part of it. Okay, so if if he had done the twenty nine oh four, but hadn't talked to anybody at Vinwicky, would he still be able to say he had the cannonball record? Oh, absolutely. If he really? had his GPS logs, okay. and, and because that was a 2904 event, he was racing in a group. Like, yeah. it was a pack oh, of people. Sure. Are you okay. familiar with 2904? A little bit, just from yeah. just in the last week, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> There's, the, honestly, I, uh, there was the other night, it was just a rabbit hole of oh, just going it, down. It just keeps going and going, man. Because, like, <laughs> like you, I mean, I watched the movie as a kid, and I yeah. thought it was cool, but I, I never knew there was this much of a structure, so yeah. that's what's cool about that. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, another one was the uh, uh, Travis said 86 pickup, but he was kind of joking. I said, if you had a choice, he'd say, well, then I'd do a Hellcat. Big power and max comfort. Eh, not bad. Yeah, yeah. it would work. Uh, Mike Lane, yeah, he said the CTS V3. And then Team Mar, my barber, said a Taurus SHO or something. Those are quick. Those are decent. Yeah. Um, I've, I've never driven one, but I've heard that that twin, a twin turbo. I'm surprised by that because you yeah. seem like you would have been a show guy back in the day. Um, too much complexity. <laughs> the, the, the first gen ones were nice, but they, you know, yeah. lots of moving pieces and like yeah, 
Yeah, the biggest thing you look for um, with those is fuel capacity. How much are you willing to damage the car to put 40 gallons of fuel in the back? And that becomes a consideration. But all of those choices were actually really good for comfort and performance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anymore, I see these, well, the the Mustang, when they put the gas tanks in there, amazing. But then I see a post the other day about, hey, has anybody done this where they went to U-Haul and pulled an engine out of a U-Haul truck? (laughs) I saw that (laughs) Like these rental car companies and rental agencies got to be like, we got to tag everything anymore because people are going to be stealing whatever they can or doing whatever they can. It's crazy. All right. So we are about 20 minutes in this. What I want to talk about, and we're going to keep this on this file. When I saw you at Friday Night Lights, I don't even know why we got into this conversation, but I think yeah. I asked about urination. I think how the conversation went, my, <laughs> wife, my wife had asked me, and she goes, well, how did he pee? I'm like, well, honey, guys, Gatorade is the yeah. perfect jar for yep. most guys. That's or, the old school trucker trick. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's right. I mean, they yeah. got the big big mouth on them, so anyway, you get, you get the math on right. that. Yeah. But uh, you said, no, that's not what yeah. I did at all. I, no, no. You used a... Uh, was it a race? So the technical term is it's an external racing catheter. Okay, is the, is the deal? And so <laughs> sounds medical. This is yeah, and and it's well. This this obviously required planning. Yeah, and it's a little creepy, but it's it's kind of the you know if if you think about when we talk about the build and all of this, the the goal was for the truck not to stop. Yeah, that was the advantage that the truck would have. And so the the only option was a Gatorade bottle, yeah. really, you yeah. know, kind of a month out. Or a lot of them. Or a yeah. lot of them. <laughs> yeah. And and I kind of had two issues with that. Um, it, you know, for me, um, I, I'd never done this before. You know, so other guys that had run 2904s, they were comfortable with it. I hadn't. I, I didn't really want to be fidgeting with that. Yeah. I, I just didn't feel comfortable, you know, at triple digits trying triple to <laughs> figure out how this works and, and the number of disasters that could take place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the second part was I didn't want to get to California with gallons of Gatorade <laughs> bottles in the in the truck with me. And so I actually started to Google it and just search how to pee in a car. Yeah. And um and you know, a little bit of racing stuff and this f- weird forum came up that was for Baja one thousand racers. And uh, a, a manufacturer's rep had weighed in and said, yeah, we, we've got a solution for this. The Baja guys use it all the time, and it's an external catheter. And, and so the gory details are it's essentially uh, – it looks like a condom. Yeah. And it's got a little bit of tacky material yeah. on it um, that you kind of got to work stay through. in place. Yeah, to yeah. stay in place. <laughs> and then it's got a connection in surgical hose. And Baja guys will just let it go down the pants leg of their driving suit because they're blowing through mud and rocks. And that's not the most embarrassing thing that that could happen to them. So I actually bought um, the variety pack. These things come in sizes. (laughs) French tickler. Yeah, right. It's the. Got them on Amazon. And it it was kind of a funny note. They give you a cardboard cutout with three different half moon sizes. And the instructions are very clear and a good warning. It says, be honest with yourself. You do not want this thing to leak. And so you sort that out. Um, But yeah, so that's what I did. And then actually on the GMC, there's a grommet under in the driver's floor plan. pan and it's where the the cb coax comes through and so i made a a a connection that went through that grommet and basically it goes straight out through the bottom of the floor sure and then had a quick connect um kind of down the side of my pants leg um (laughs) where if i had to get out of the truck i could disconnect yeah yeah, get out but um and it worked perfectly genius that's genius yeah yeah and, and there was really critical upside to it because a lot of guys, 
um, will restrict their fluid intake. Well, when you're running solo, hydration is really important yeah. for mental acuity, for, for keeping sure. yourself kind of maintained. So I could drink all I wanted to. Yeah. I, I probably drank two gallons uh, over the 27 hours. Wow. Yeah. Um, and it, it helped immensely to not have to figure that part of the equation so out. So is there like a mental courtesy that you provide the drivers behind you who have no idea yeah. what's going on? Yeah, you know, like, hey, yeah is there he, was. Is he, uh, is he cleaning his windshield? What is yeah, that? Luckily, yeah. I ran through a little bit of rain. That was kind of an opportune <laughs> time or I made sure I was kind of way out in the middle of nowhere. And then the truck got a thorough cleaning by the time I got back to the Got a, got a little undercarriage wash, yeah. just good measure. Yeah. That's Dog mark this? No. Yeah. Uh, well, it is a consideration. I mean, that's what we were talking earlier. It's not just something you just jump in a car and decide yeah. to get your, you know, BP credit card and just go mm-hmm. to town. I mean, you actually have to think things through. And I can't imagine it. the amount of things on your punch list. I mean, I, it'd be like, all right, I, I figured this part out. Oh, what about this? Oh, what about this? It's it, it was now for me that was kind of the fun of it. Yeah. You know, I'm really glad I was able to 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 break David's record um and and do something interesting with it. But for me the fun was the 6 months of problem solving. Yeah. It's it's a giant engineering project and you're right. I've got notebooks and notebooks <laughs> and what project managers will call a fishbone diagram, which is kind of root cause failure analysis. What is everything that could make this fail? Mm-hmm. And then you just start working through problems. And that was the the best part of it for me was just problem solving to make the truck survive and perform. Sure. What, what if you had a flat? So, yeah. So I had a, of course, the truck's got a full size spare. Yeah. Uh, that I'd updated, and then I carried behind the fuel cell was strapped down a full size floor jack, and I had electric impact gun. So you could do quick, and I could practice. If I had a blowout, um, and luckily, you know, it, I made it through the blowout, um, I could change that tire in about four minutes. Nice. So yeah, I could pull and it right. Was out the tire up underneath, or do you have it sitting? It was. I, I'd actually looked at hooking up to the electric impact a fitting to drop it. Oh, yeah. But actually, with the hand crank, I timed it. It only took like less than ten seconds to drop it. You know, and so it came right out. So okay. it, instead of a lot of people will put the full size spare in the cab. Well, that's kind of what I was thinking. You have it at yeah. the ready. And and so I thought about that, but because I could get it from under the bed so quickly. And that was just one less thing a police officer would think was suspicious. You know, if I got yeah. pulled over, like, why is your spare tire in the? What's back all of the these truck? Gatorades bottles? Yeah. Like? Yeah. Yeah. What's all the these, Gatorade on the passenger? Yeah. What is floor? that? <laughs> I like <laughs> lemon lime guy. <laughs> it's like the scene from Dumb and Dumber with the cop, or, yeah. or Hollywood Nights. Yeah. 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 I've had this taste in my mouth before. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing too about not having it in the truck is if, heaven forbid, something happens. That's right. It's not some. 80 pound projectile crushing somebody that's so. right yeah and, and you think about that like everything that was in the cab with me was either secured mm-hmm. or put somewhere that it wasn't a risk in case there was a worst case scenario you got to think that through yeah just because just because just because um what was it? i thought i had one more thought for the patreon file but uh I don't. Well, thank you, first off, for Patreon subscribers. Appreciate it. Yeah, we got a couple of you guys now, so we do appreciate that. And I heard tonight I might have one more, so uh, thank you for that. Um, we're going to do Cars of the Week. And so when we've done interview shows in the past, we've done like a full-blown show and then tried to make the interview in there. But I think uh, we kind of figured out after the last couple, let's just make an interview show. But this segment is one of our favorite segments, and, and you jumped in the spirit of that. So oh, yeah. you'll, have, you'll have to listen to uh, Steve's idea for his Car of the Week. Do you, do you sit there? Well, first off, obscure cars for sale. 
Is that one is that a group? Fo- is that one you're following? I'm going to. Now. Yeah, I'm too. A- yeah, you, it's a it's a I, it's it says it's a private group. They'll let you in. Click sure. the button, and <laughs> so I that's how I clicked on it. They have a lot of really cool stuff. Dude, I saw that group. And I'm like, oh, Daryl's not part of that. Give me a break. Uh, I'll I'll invite you too, Eric. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, you'll get an invite. You'll see Eric Stahl and Daryl Scott want to be part of this group. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, this this is my you know. We've asked some people on the show in the past. I think I told you this one I saw you the night that say, "Hey, think of a car for the cars of the week." Just you know, if you could buy it, if you could find it online, guys would be like, "I want a Jaguar." I'm like, "What Jaguar?" Yeah, well, this one. Well, is there one local? No, just that's what I'd buy. Yeah. Okay, but no, you definitely jumped in the spirit. You found <laughs> you found that that car that you would buy for six thousand dollars if you get your hands on it. So that's what we're looking for. That's that's the best. Um, you think we're ready? Yeah, I think we could probably kick this off. Yeah. Thanks, so, Patreoners. Yeah, absolutely. Hope you enjoyed this uh, urination conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I just made that up. It rhymes. <laughs>